We're gonna talk to some people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to Hello. some people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. We're gonna talk to some Hello. people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to some Hello. people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. Cause Kristen knows blank. I am so excited about today's episode. My guest is so funny, so fun to be around, so talented. Jackie Tone is here. Before we get to her, guys, Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening to this podcast. However you're watching, however you're listening, take a second to click the like, follow, or subscribe button. Where Somewhere it is on your screen. Yeah, however you're watching or listening, there's going to be a little button. It says like, follow, or subscribe. Just push that button and see what happens. It could be your big break. You don't know. I'm Kristen Key. I'm the host of this crazy mess. Follow me on my website, kristenkey.com. It's got all my social media. Follow me on TikTok and Instagram and everything. I've got a Patreon. So if you want to show support for this show and all my shows, join the Patreon. It's a whole lot of fun. We have a, a weekly live show. There's a monthly game night. Really fun. Join the Patreon. Also, I'm on Cameo. Hey, just like my guest today, we are on Cameo. Go to Cameo. Give a unique gift. Nothing means more to people than a shout out from someone they love. So find me on Cameo and find today's guest. Oh my God. She's wonderful. She hosted the Netflix show Best Leftovers Ever. You probably know her as Melrose on the hit show Glow. Hey, computer lady, play my interview with Jackie Tone. Playing interview with Jackie Tone. Jackie, thank you for joining me today. It's my pleasure. It was so easy for me to get set up. It didn't take 20 minutes and four different location options with an additional ring light added and an entire full beat. You just wake up that way. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. So I, I'm going to just spoil it and put it out there. You actively have COVID right now. Sure do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tested positive again, right? Uh-huh. Okay. So how's that going? How's it working out for you? I truly have never had more makeup on. That's, you look amazing, by the way. Like this, kind, this should a, not be the face of COVID. You're a kind woman. <laughs> Great. I have a full coverage foundation that I literally only use for like TV. Like I am fully, you wouldn't, you couldn't see my skin under here if you fucking tried. I'm so flattered that you in a, I think that you might actually need a hospital for the level of <laughs> deliria or deli whatever you're in. You put on a full TV face of makeup for this podcast. You're wearing jeans like a maniac. Like a loo. I've put on a dungaree for you, Kate. Oh my God. Well, you should be in bed with tea, I, like peeking out I of a cover for this. Still doing it, of course. Okay. But. Well, what I don't want to do is minimize the COVID situation. So I'm on Advil cold and sinus to even be awake. But also I am on day... It's hard to say, you know, the timeline's weird because by the time I tested positive, who knows how many days I had it for. Okay. But I tested positive for the first time on the 28th. It's the 6th. It's been like a week and a half. Um, but I tested positive again on the 3rd. So it's still but, sticking. But it's the 6th. So I might be negative today because I've, I've had no symptoms for like since probably the 4th. Okay. So it's my third day of feeling like not completely fine, but pretty good. Okay. So let's talk about leftovers for a second. Oh my god! Because I loved, I love everything, but I loved that show so much in such a special way. It was the easiest show in the world to binge. It's the best show. Yeah, best and show. I, I mean, feel like that was one of the ones where Molly came home from work every day late, for one thing, because she would stay and play with you, which was it's it's fun for Molly to have a friend because she needs an audience sometimes. I mean, both of us, and we could be each other's audience and nauseum. When I would sometimes think when Molly and I would be doing bits in a room. 
who are anyone else in the room? Like, just not fun. I mean, you can play. So obviously you can play, given you're a professional stand-up comedian. And you're hilarious. You're both hilarious. And so are you. So when the three of us are together, it's great. But when Molly and I would be in a room at Leftovers with anyone else, you could sort of feel that they'd be like, I'm going to go to Crafty. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's like being around like siblings when siblings are just like making each other laugh all day. And you're like, oh, I'm not in on that. She wrote a joke for the show something like about LARB and I was supposed to, I was supposed to look right into camera and say, isn't she LARBly? <laughs> really tickled us. I don't know. I mean, she wrote so many killers for that show. Also reality TV is so funny because you write everything, but no one gets credited as a writer as I understand it. Yes. That's so unfortunate for Molly. That, so it's like done more writing than me for sure. And yeah, it's weird. Yeah, and then yeah. you're just like, you're a producer and you're obviously like you have a big hand in the show but nowhere does it say like yes i wrote everything everybody said did she sneak a picture of you and your ex on the refrigerator because the the fridge changed every episode which was one of those little easter eggs that if you and weren't that looking was a for, molly you wouldn't idea and me singing at the end of every episode was a molly idea there was a lot of well molly obviously because of the nightmarish platinum hit was like dude you need to be singing on the show and i was like how do you how should we do it her initial pitch was that i did um what was it called it was called something that had the word rap in it and it was like a bad supposed to be a bad rap like leftover like a leftover pun about like okay. wrapping something up or wrap it up or something and i was initially going to rap at the end of the show and then the powers that be were like what if we don't what if she <laughs> just sings a song i love the singing idea i don't know how well i ultimately think it like went with the show because the show's like, you know, how it all gets edited and all this like exciting music happens and it's like drums and, you know, there's like a composer making the music and that sort of pulls out and then weird me with my guitar. It's all and then the big music comes back in. So energetically, it was a little weird, but it was fun. As a musical comedian, it was always like a, yeah, yeah. take that world. Like, yeah, like a, it was a win for us. It was a win. Sure. Yeah. It was fun. They were short. They were really they were like, I, I, Anyway, well, they were, they were 15 seconds. Right, which is the perfect length of a song. Yeah, that is, I, I've always said that. For yeah. pop music, especially for radio play, 15 seconds and I'm out. Yeah, I don't know why they're going to three minutes. You could have like they barely 15, are, 15 songs in there. That's right, in that <laughs> So you're on Cameo now. I'm on Cameo. Yeah, let's talk about it because I, I feel like, I pulled you into Cameo by saying repeatedly, Jackie, you have to get on Cameo. People would love you on Cameo. You're you, from Glow. You're the Glow girl. That's that's the big one that I haven't asked you any questions about. But You 100% pulled me on Cameo. Um, it's fun. It's like, it's just such an interesting, it's like a mini, like I, I treat it like a, not a mini podcast, but like a mini interview. Like all my, my Cameos are pretty long because I just think if someone's, gonna take the time and like you and spend the effort and money to go like hey these are the things i like to go a little above and beyond and it's i've had i've been enjoying it so far yeah how long okay so how long is long to you like what's long oh like two to three minutes yeah that's a good amount of time i think not 15 second songs no yeah you're not doing 15 seconds no i've seen a lot of other people's cameos they're getting paid a lot of money for that are like 20 seconds. They literally read what the person says, like, ah, happy birthday, Karen, and then that's it. Which, listen, cool. That's just not That's just not how I'm doing it. So you have a portrait of your dog, Glenn, in your home. 
which is fabulous. It's and I just, true. I want to talk about Glenn and I want to talk about the portrait. He's real chihuahua -y. He's like 12 pounds. And I just did his um, Embark DNA test. Okay. 30% poodle, bitch. Wow, nobody saw that coming. Let me get the audience his portrait, and okay. then they'll say, "Thank this you." Zero percent poodle. There's no chance. And for the audience, like I wouldn't bring up someone's picture of a dog if it wasn't like like jaw dropping, or it became a converse. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Um, for those Ethan, of you listening on audio, I'm gonna let Jackie describe it. Okay. Um, so Kristen doesn't get canceled. <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, you're like, uh, her dog is dressed as a Jew. I probably shouldn't just <laughs> say that on my podcast. So my, uh, my friend uh, was doing a movie where she played an artist. And on the film, there was a woman there that was like teaching her brush strokes and teaching her um, sort of how to look like she was painting. But the woman was also there doing this inc the incredible painting that was featured in the movie. And I happened to be moving into my new place at the time. So my friend commissioned the artist from that movie to paint Glenn as if he were a rabbi. So he's wearing a yarmulke. He's holding the Torah. He has payas, which are the curls. He's wearing, um, he's wearing uh, tzitzis. He has the whole thing going on. It's, it's incredible because you just, I mean, and that, that explains it having someone that was actually an actual artist that was commissioned with those specific, like cameoed in a way. She was correct. But what's yeah. amazing about the painting is when she first gave it to me, I held it up and I thought like it was incredible and I was crying and I was freaking out and what a brilliant idea in and of itself. But there's a, on my Instagram, there's a video and at one moment about truly about a minute in 55 seconds into the video i go it's painted with paint <laughs> because i just assumed like she sent a picture to the dog to some website and it was like digital and someone like just made a fun digital thing and then printed it on a canvas it's acrylic on can like it is a proper painting commissioned by a professional painter you have a, I don't know. I mean, I, I have a couple for you and Scout Durwood have relationships oh. with your dogs that most people like, most people love their dogs. You guys have a different thing. I just find Scout Durwood to be one of the hottest women. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Scout's great. I love Scout. So yeah. talented. I mean, how could you lead when someone's as talented and cool as Scout? How could you lead with how hot they are? It's really, um, you totally can though. It's Scout. Diminishing yeah, you can. Word? Oh, she'd love it. But. Yeah. Yeah. So big shout out to Scout. I don't know. She, probably, she doesn't watch yeah. this. Yeah, but we're going to, I'll send her this clip. Just this part. Oh, she'll love it. Two women talking about how hot she is for she two minutes. She will enjoy it. Yeah. Beep, 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 She's wonderful. The three of us need to get together and do something oh, musical and wonderful. Or have a dinner party at your house. Oh my goodness. Sorry, Molly. It's actually just going to be me, Kristen, and Scout. Is that oh weird? God. Nobody loves Scout like Molly loves Scout. Oh. Yeah. So it's, it's a foursome now. Okay. So. During your COVID recovery, I'm, I don't mean to bring it back up, but um, oh, I'm welcome to, please. Well, I was going to say, like a lot of people, like, what do you do to get through the time? And I'm just going to, I'm going to suggest, was it RuPaul's Drag Race that pulled oh, you through? I mean, it's my absolute happy place. I think, well, it's, it's without even trying one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Um, but I have to ration it 
because obviously there is a finite number, there are a finite number of episodes of the show that exist. So I don't sit there and watch a whole season in a day, which I could because I've been sitting home for two weeks, not seeing anyone and not doing anything other than watching TV, making a jacket shaped dent in the couch and cross stitching. Um, Yes, I I got you cross stitch. I'm a crocheter. Yes, we'll have a crafternoon. Do I we need to have a crafternoon, but we absolutely need to. I have to get something to show you. Yes, of course. If you're listening and not watching, Jackie has left the interview to go retrieve something I'm assuming is craft shaped. So we'll bide our time. I'm also going to invite any any other crafters out there. Um, send in pictures of your crafts, especially. Oh my God, is that your craft light? What's up, dude? Oh my God, Molly needs one of those. She's also a cross stitcher, and uh, she has. My mom got her this. It's amazing. Never take it off. It's on for the rest of the show. That's um, correct. Right Blinding in the camera. Everyone Try to get it. <laughs> Straight in the camera, if you could please. <laughs> can tell if we're in a rave or if you're signaling for help. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, <laughs> Was that the back of voice? <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> that song is routinely stuck in my head. Oh my god, that's like needlepoint. Uh, it's crustiche, crustiche, crustiche. Wow, it's so good. And it's gonna be Molly, like a huge. Out. It's gonna be upgrade. It's gonna be um. It's gonna be like a big sky and then trees and a lake. But this is the wow, song. gorgeous. Me good one. Wow, it's incredible. There's it's so many because it's ombre. It is on braid, which make gives you a headache when you're doing it, but it's worth it. Wow. Gotta get, gotta get, gotta get, gotta the go. layers to this onion were peeling away. Okay, so you sit around, you cross stitch, and you got Rue. What? Okay, so what is it? I've I've just gotten back into RuPaul's Drag Race. I haven't watched it in years, and just like to get ready for this podcast, I decided to go down a little rabbit hole. Oh. And there's so much to it. There so much. is. It's like where do you begin? Okay, so here's what's a little bit. I'm not proud to say I was a late adopter, which is so weird because when I was growing up in New York in the 90s, I was personal friends with so many rad drag queens such a long time ago. And when I was on Glow, I was invited to DragCon every season. And I I wasn't into drag race then. And I was like, I don't really know if it makes sense for me to go to DragCon, like to be, have a booth at DragCon, like what would I do? I'm obviously not a drag queen. And now that I'm obsessed with the show and have been for many years, but now that I'm, I was like, God, I missed out on so much. I remember when I was a kid, I was in, I was a teenager and I was in an acting class with a girl, with a, with a queen named Hedda Lettuce. And she was like huge in the nineties. Wow. So, she's still like, I feel like a, a household yeah, name. Around. Yeah. Around, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was like, wow. My, my agent, when I was a kid represented a couple of like we, I've just like been in the orbit of these incredible people. And then I started watching the show over COVID and I was like, and what is what I started at the beginning. Then I got the wow. Then I like got Paramount plus so I could watch it. Then I wanted to watch all the international ones. So I, I'm now a subscriber to the RuPaul world of wonder. Wow. App where you can get Drag Race Thailand, Italy, Spain, Down Under, Canada, UK, and then tons of other drag content. Um, Former Drag Race queens have their own like 15 minute shows or Painted with Raven. I mean, I am so immersed in the world that it's crazy. Of the internationals, which one is the funniest? Because I'm going to assume it's Down Under. For some, I love Australians as it is, but I imagine Australians drag queens to be 
definitely UK. First of all, British humor gets me like not like I love, you know, um, when I was when I was sort of growing into who I was as a comic, I was obsessed with a British show called The Mighty Boosh. Um, and I I always just loved like ab fab, just British humor. I always loved Sher um I think her name is not it's definitely not Sharon Tate, because that was who was murdered. Yeah, I Catherine think she died. Tate. Yeah. Catherine Tate. Um there was a Oh, British wasn't she on an episode of Taskmaster? Was Taskmaster. So uh, if I had tea in my mouth, I would have spit it. It's a wonderful British uh, game show uh, where the host and his co-host, which is actually the creator, have on five um, British comedians, well-known comedians. They're all given the same task. And, you stop it. How do I watch it? Uh, YouTube is a great way. After the after the show's over, and if guys, if you're not watching Taskmaster, it's hilarious. But um, I'm going to tell you which season to start with and how to go to get to to maximize your viewing pleasure. Well, that um, sounds amazing because I also I love Graham Norton. Obsessed. You're gonna absolutely love Taskmaster. It's 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 one of those that like I I'm trying to find ways to download it to take it on cruise ships because it's like my happy place. It oh, that's makes me so. so oh, I can't wait to watch. Comforted. That's how I feel about the Great British Baking Show and RuPaul's Drag Race. I fall those asleep to Great British Baking, so when I'm when I'm scared or sad, like it's it's what I put on to fall asleep. Same. And yeah. I, since I've been quarantining, I've been watching almost exclusively the Great British Baking Show and and Drag Race. Yeah. But I'm yeah. limiting myself to one episode of Drag Race a day. And it's I'm on so good. I'm on season two of Canada right now. So I'm going to just ask, because there's, there's so much to the shows, like there's the drama, there's the lip syncing, there's the dancing, there's the costuming, the runway, yeah. um, there's the, the, like the overall effect that they're hilarious. So what, I think, what is it that keeps you hooked on that show? Okay. So what I think is so brilliant about the show is obviously RuPaul. So I'm watching Canada right now and, um, and he's not on, he doesn't host Canada. He hosts just US and UK. Okay. Um, I can't remember if he hosted Australia. I don't think so, but maybe. Anyways, it's so formulaic in the absolute best way. So you know what's coming, right? It's like, um, it's, it's just clockwork. Like, you know there's going to be what's called the snatch game, which is like the drag version of the match game where every queen dresses as a celebrity and then Rue does like a fake game show where they're all, you know, and then they read each other that are Phil. So they put on the glasses and they say, um, care of, uh, Paris is burning the doc, the drag documentary from New York from the eighties. They say like the library is open. So the library is where the Queens like read each other to filth, which means like they talk shit about each other, but in a joking way. So they put on the glasses to read themselves, to read each other. And then, so you know every season what to expect. They're, they're gonna, there's gonna be a puppet challenge. There's gonna be, um, and then they say like when they put the glasses on, why? Because reading is, and then all the queens go, fundamental. Like it's interactive almost at home. Cause like, you know, the catchphrases, you know, the taglines, right. it feels like you know the people. And then the human interest of it all that these are, it's very rare there's a queen on the show that was like, yeah, my, um, I'm really lucky. My, uh, my parents just accepted me and loved me. So it was wild, yeah. But by and large, you're dealing with underdogs. You're dealing with people who have always felt on the outskirts of society, on the outskirts of acceptance. 
even in the recent episodes, you've got people from, you know, Caribbean islands who are like, yeah, I had to move to Canada or move to the States because, you know, my family disowned me when they found out, forget that I'm a drag queen, just that I was even gay. It's still, and, yeah, it's still really tough mm -hmm. for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and so it's just, and how they love each other and the community. It's dead ass funny in a million places. Um, quick. It's so quick. It's, it's so quick. It's beautiful looking. It's exciting to watch. There's so much to take in. And the queens have to be hairstylists, makeup artists, clothing designers, comedians, singers, dancers, perform like they have to be flexible they're all flexible they as hell every yeah, yeah. and they <laughs> bendy exactly they're super bendy i mean you can't not you got to be at least bendy to do a death drop right oh my god there's like there's a bit of magic that goes because mm -hmm. i was like you're you're good at makeup you look very pretty today you know and and i know that you've got some tips and tricks or whatnot this is a whole new level of transformation you know, new faces onto their faces right right and becoming how you feel on the inside on the outside is so difficult especially when who you are on the inside is big uh-huh <laughs> I mean, what else is interesting about the show it's like for as huge as all of their personalities are they very rarely clash like once or twice a season unless they're not showing it because that's not the point of the show the point right. of the show is acceptance and love and at the end of every episode rue says like um if you can't love yourself how in the hell are you gonna love anybody else can i get an amen amen it's time for five quick questions well this is a podcast in three parts um a chit chat five quick questions in a rad lib and i'm gonna ask you five quick questions now all you have to do is you have to tell me, is this a drag queen name or a Bond girl? Oh. Drag queen or Bond girl? Great number English. one. Okay. Number one. <laughs> it's going to be hard to get through any of these. I'm so sorry. <laughs> number one. Tasha Salad. Oh, wow. Now, that's an amazing Talk it through. <laughs> okay, I will talk it through, but let me ask you this. Are these drag queens who've been on Drag Race or just any random drag queen from the internet? This is from the top 100 drag queen names of all time. Okay, so... I'll repeat the name. Tasha Salad. Thanks for repeating the name, Key. I didn't remember <laughs> Tasha Salad. Um, I can't. I'm like 14. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, spread your butt cheeks. Um, so I'm going to say... <laughs> Because if it was from Drag Race, I would know. I'm going to say Tasha Salad is a drag name. You're correct. Okay. I wanted to start with an easy one. If it's going to be this hard. And now a follow-up question real quick. So you got one right. Okay. So, okay. Um, what would your drag queen you name be? What you keep score for, bud? Uh, yeah, because I, I do every week. I'm usually rooting against you. So, As um, well you should be, but I yeah. like that you just notated it somewhere. Oh, yeah, I was. I think it makes people uncomfortable when I take notes about on their answers. Interesting. Okay. Kristen, I just realized you're in the workroom of Drag Race. Yeah. It took me 54 minutes to realize that. Oh no, 40 minutes. Well, you have COVID, and and you were really obsessed with your background, so I can see like. Yeah, I was obsessed with my background. And yours looks great. 
You're not in RuPaul's workroom, but it took a lot of money to get them to let me in here. Um, you said spread your butt cheeks as if it's a drag name. <laughs> would you would, like, can you, what would your drag name be? Cause I was trying to think of these before the show. What, I think mine would be like misgendered because oh. they get called sir so much in ladies rooms. <laughs> misgendered is good. Um, there's I a girl in Canada, UK right now named Kendall gender. And it's really good. That's hilarious. Um, I still don't know my name, but I think I would want it to be something Jewish. Ooh, yeah. I mean, this is way too basic, but like holla back or something. Ooh, that's good. Okay, number two. Number two. Uh, Patty O Furniture. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to. I'm the worst host ever. If, if anybody could do this with a deadpan. I don't think uh. Patty O Furniture tracks for Bond, so I'm going to say drag name again. You're correct. That's okay. number two. Number two. Yes. She notates for no one. Okay, number three. <laughs> I feel like Molly works in the office right next door to RuPaul's Drag Race. Ah, yes. And I hear her all day long pretending to type, but Stop it, please. she just types really fast. And I'm like, I'll go in there and be like, you're just pretending. Like you're just, me, 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 me. But she actually types very quickly. Okay. That makes me so happy. Number three, Plenty O'Toole. Oh, wow. A couple reason I, reasons I think it's a Bond girl. I don't think you're going to give me three drag names in a row, but you might be tricking me like that. Plenty O'Toole sounds like a Bondy name, and she, you know, just has a lot of tricks up her sleeve and gadgets. I'm going to go Bond girl. That's correct. You talk them through. You're so good at this. You were, um, oh, oh, my, I hate to, I'm not downplaying your work on any of your other shows, especially not Glow, but you did 25 words or less. And I swear to God, it's my favorite show or used to be. It's such, it was such a good show and you're so good on it. So thank you so much. I'm going to rave about um, that one. I noticed when doing 25 words or less. So I've gotten in like actual fights with friends over like game nights. I'm publicly competitive. Like I would think that if I'm gonna be on TV playing a game show, maybe I'd take it down a notch so I just don't look like a huge asshole, but no. You're personally competitive. Yeah, like personally You're and always. Publicly, like I just, I'm just like my dad in that way. Like I, I, I'm a person who goes for the win. I'm going, you're giving 110% mm -hmm. every day. That's correct. Okay, number four, number four. Anita Procedure. Oh, wow. Wow, that's a great one. I think it's a drag name because it's funny. That's correct. Yeah, All right, you're four in a row. You are four in a row now. Procedure. Oh, that's great. Meanwhile, though, none of these, I can't believe out of the top 100 best drag names of all time, none of them so far on our list of five. None of them are from Drag Race. I tried not to go Drag Race because I thought you'd get them too easy. Yeah, I tried to trick you. Yeah, I've been, I've been trying to. You haven't fallen for it. You're the getting the list indicated whether the person was on Drag Race or not. Um, no, I tried to go from my knowledge of Drag Race contestants, and so if I recognized them, I didn't put them on. I was trying right. to make this. I was trying to make this. Would would I be able to get this quiz? And I was like, I would have to guess on a couple of them. Number five. Number five. Last one. Holly Goodhead. Oh <laughs> shit. That's the hardest one because it's such a That's what she name. said. Oh sorry. But but Holly is a very 
Holly feels like a very Bondy first name. I'm gonna go Bond. That is correct. You got five out of five ah! on the trivia. You nailed it. You did so good, Jackie. Oh my God. All right. You're wonderful. You're so much fun to talk to. You answered my five quick questions. It's my favorite part of every episode. And that's where I talk you into playing a rad lib with me. And now it's time for rad libs. So here's what happened. I've written a story specifically for you, but I left out some parts of speech. If you give me those parts of speech together, we're going to make a hilarious story. Are you ready to play? Yep. Okay, let's do it. I need uh, an authority figure. Chancellor. Chancellor. I need an adjective. My first Mad Lib adjective always is slimy. <laughs> slimy. I love that you have a go-to first Mad Lib adjective. This is why I we're friends. This is why we're friends. No, no, because Molly has some as well. She has them in her back pocket. She has a, keeps a list now. She makes me really mad. I need a body part. Uh, a verb ending in ing. Gorging. Uh, adverb? All I can think of is slowly and quickly. Um, Molly, always, Molly always says lovely, and she knows it's not an adverb, oh, but that so it ends funny. in ly every single time, and it pisses me off. But Oh, that's so funny. God, I love her so much. Yeah. And then sometimes she'll say, what about lovely? Lily? What about <laughs> okay, still, larbly. Okay, I'll use larbly. <laughs> and I'm going to assume... That's larb-like, like a larb. Yes. Another adjective. What's your second in your back pocket? Green. Yes, yes, yes. I get so excited. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, plural noun. Chandeliers. Wow. You're really good at fab lips. Uh, a bodily fluid. Oh. There's so many. Saliva. Saliva, yes, yes, yes. Uh, adjective. Gorgeous. Uh, an amount of time. Nine minutes. Nine minutes. Excellent. Uh, an illness or disease? Pink eye. I swing from the chandelier. From the chandelier. Oh, better. A number. I'm sorry. Should we stop? No, I just am cracked out on Advil, cold, and sinus. And if I'm going to sing chandelier, I'm going to sing chandelier. It makes you amazing. Advil, cold, and sinus makes you an amazing singer. It's That's kind. Normally, I'm like, I'm going to sway from a chandelier. From a chandelier. Can't wait to hear what you sound like on NyQuil. <laughs> Every night in my dreams. Whoa. Wow. Uh, a number. Two point, oh, 0. 0.0. A body part. S plural. Pinky toes. Yes. Article of clothing. Sweater vest. Yes. No one ever says sweater vest. Uh, unit of measurement. Teaspoon. A teaspoon, yes. A liquid. Arnold Palmer. Occupation. Ornamental botanist. Like Edward Scissorhands. Mm-hmm. Like Eddie Sizz. <laughs> Eddie Sizz is an ornamental bot. Oh my god, I just fucking earthquaked my whole house. I moved very slightly. The chair tipped, almost banged over the light. Body part. Taint. Taint, yes. Uh, noun. Nightstand. A verb ending in ing. Clicking. And an excuse. My mom said no. We have a story. We, folks, we have a story, and I want you to know that no editing was done uh, 
in the time it took me to answer each of the prompts. So I just thought of these very, very quickly and no editing was done whatsoever. And I didn't take 45 seconds to a minute to think of each one. That's not how this went. Nope. Okay. Your story is called Down with the Sickness. Because you're recovering from COVID. Okay. Move over cold and flu season. There's a new chancellor in town. The newest strain of winter virus is called Slimy Cheekbone. And trust me, you don't want it. Onset symptoms include coughing, sneezing, and gorging uncontrollably. Uh, It causes you to sweat marbly and can cause your skin to become green. And those are just the mild symptoms. In severe cases, the virus can cause a buildup of chandeliers in your saliva and can lead to a gorgeous throat. See, the virus lasts nine minutes and if left untreated can result in pink eye. The good news, the virus is 0.0% preventable. <laughs> Studies show that people who sleep on their pinky toes are less likely to get the virus. Also, the CDC recommends wearing sweater vests on your face to limit exposure. I'm only I'm wearing one on my body. <laughs> but it, all the way up. All the way up. Scientists recommend drinking plenty of fluids, at least eight teaspoons of Arnold Palmer's a day. I could do that. You could do that too. If you think you might have come into contact with this virus, contact your ornamental botanist. They can easily administer a test by swabbing your taint with a nightstand. (laughs) See, I knew I should have gone dirty. It's always funny when you go dirty and I went against my instincts for the first half of it to be like, just keep it clean and don't make every answer labia, cum, and taint. And then I fell into my own trap and it got better. But it made you laugh bigger because I I really want to see an ornamental botanist swab your taint with a nightstand. Same. If you test positives, the experts suggest clicking for 14 days. Oh, wow. There's no reason to worry about this highly infectious disease. But to be on the safe side, when someone invites you to a dinner party gathering, it might be best to say, my mom said no. Oh, my mom said no. Well done. It's been so great to have you on. I know you're on Cameo. Guys, find Jackie on Cameo. Is there anything else that you want to plug before I turn you loose? I think just a couple things. Find me on Cameo and Instagram. That's the best way to stay up to date, my Insta. And um, watch uh, Left Best Leftovers Ever on Netflix and watch old episodes of Glow. And my new show, Do Ray and Me, is an animated musical preschool series for kids on Amazon Prime. Oh my God. I love the shit out of you. I can't wait to, to all get together again soon. This at least made me feel like a normal person today. So thanks for having me. Love you guys. Interview complete. America has voted. Jackie Tan is the best at racing drag queens. No, no, she's not, computer lady. Anyway, thank you so much, Jackie Tan, for coming on the show. You're wonderful. You're hilarious, guys. Find her on Cameo. Get a Cameo. Follow Jackie. Uh, she's wonderful. Thank you, the audience, you guys, viewers. Thank you for watching or listening to this podcast. It means the world to me. So please take a second. Let me know that you're watching or listening just by, by clicking the like button and, and leaving a comment or a review or whatever. Um, join me every week. Most weeks, I'll be bringing you another hilarious comedian or actress or talented person. We'll chit-chat. We'll play five quick questions. We'll do a rad lib. And then everybody will go home superstars. So until next time. 